Shut up and sit down. It's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got shit to do. So you're here with us listening to the second episode this week, episode 47 of the Quiet Part Loud podcast. So thanks for tuning in wherever you're listening from. Um, want to give a shout out straight away to uh, some of the new folks that have found us uh, across social media. Uh, appreciate you guys and, uh, and and tune into the show. Now you've kind of taken on following the, uh, the Facebook and Twitter feeds. Uh, give us a listen and, uh, and let us know what you think. Um, we're keeping it moving. Uh, looked at the news feed. There's plenty to talk about. Um, good, bad, otherwise. Um, so why not? It might be a short episode today, but nevertheless, we're going to come at you and uh, finish the week off with a bang before you get into whatever it is you're going to be doing on this hot and steamy weekend, which actually is supposed to drop a little bit, but I'm not a fucking weatherman, so don't listen to me. I'm just telling you what they're telling me. Uh, and it seems like there may be some rain creeping into London if you're listening from the from the big smoke. Um, we could use it. Yesterday was about 37 degrees in London, which uh, is way too hot for the city. But again, like I said on the last episode, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's hotter than a motherfucker. I would rather have it hot than have it really cold or shitty rain or whatever. But for now, I'll take it. I know a lot of people out there are struggling. I know it's causing delays and nightmares on the transport, but we're supposed to get some relief this weekend before it climbs back up again next week. But like I said, I'm not here to tell you what the fucking weather's like. I'm just here to tell you that it's hot as a motherfucker in London right now. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful, but it's a beautiful beast. Um, so anyways, I wanted to jump on because we got some news from the home office in the UK today that uh, says cannabis will now be available via prescription as of the fall. That's great news. That's a great step forward in this in this kind of battle that we're fighting for, you know, the return to normalcy and 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 and, and putting decisions in people's hands rather than in legislators hands even though the decision that will put that control back in our hands somewhat will come from the legislators it's uh it's good to see that they're making strides in the right direction but of course they muddy the waters then by saying well you know they're looking to bottleneck this process uh this process uh of products that can be derived from uh from cannabis into these long arduous studies and I understand that due diligence is necessary and required and, you know, all of that. But let's be honest, we're talking about something slightly different here. They've made a complete de-schedule, uh, they've completely um, declassified it. So it's now a Schedule 2 rather than a Schedule 1. But it's still, from a recreational purpose, uh, from a recreational perspective, going to be illegal, which is part of the contradiction in the whole, you know, legalization framework, but 
we take the step forward because a step forward means progress. It means, you know, one step closer to the full legalization of, of cannabis, which is ultimately what we want. But the fact that it will, it will now be an option for doctors to prescribe to patients instead of opioid medications or uh, any, you know, chemical only derivative or chemical only pill or whatever it may be. It's, it's great news that there's now an herbal option that actually works. And it's not a cure-all and it's not a cure-all for everybody. And, you know, something it may help with in one person may help to a lesser degree or not, or all, not at all in another person. But having it available now for doctors to say, hey, maybe this is something you should try. Either as a first choice or... If you've had a history of something and you've gone through the cycle of options, maybe this is an alternate choice. So it's positive news and it's great news and it's fantastic news. I just hope that the bureaucracy that's trying to creep into this in terms of how we can develop these product sets out does not get in the way and does not hinder too much uh, in terms of the progress that we're already making. We need to stay on that track. So it's really, really positive news and it's a great day. But let's keep the politicians out of it where they need to be kept out of it. And let's let the politicians that are making this thing work do their job. And I'm all for diligence. I'm all for, you know, gaining all perspectives. But again, we're talking about something slightly different here. You know, there's no... There's no overdose potential. There's no... You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a lot the potential downsides of cannabis are a lot less than what would normally be the case if you're just mixing a bunch of chemicals together to make a pill that doesn't make you depressed anymore. It makes you a zombie, right? Like, anyways, I just want to say it's a positive, positive day. It's a positive, positive decision that's been handed down and it takes us one step closer to it. So that's a little uplifting thing that's come in the news ahead of the weekend and, um, and we're grateful for it. Um, my babies are doing very, very well. My garden as a whole is doing very, very well. Our tomatoes are plump and starting to ripen. At least that's what it looks like. It's the first time I've grown this variety. But I've got like huge grocery store style cucumbers coming in. I mean, everything is doing very, very well. Um, so yeah, it's just keep them watered in the, uh, in, in the hot weather. But... Um, I just wanted to kick off and say, you know, how, how great that is that, that, you know, we're one step closer um, and now people will be able to go to their doctors and, and, and request the right type of medicine for them rather, rather than having, you know, a pill case full of options. So really, really good, really, really good news. Um, so well done to the home office on that. Um, in terms of you know, the Brexit negotiations and, and what's going on with that, that takes us on a different road. But, you know, it's, it's so interesting to me that someone like Theresa May is banking or people have been banking. Like, remember when Donald Trump was coming to the UK and they're like, don't piss him off. He's our only trade partner. Well, look what he's just done. He's just gone and signed a trade deal to ease the trade war that's killing America already with the EU. 
He's already called off the, those like tariffs and embargoes and, and different things like that. He's reversing or at least softening his position on those to make a trade deal viable, which is uh, for, I guess, from all accounts been done. Um, but look what it does to Britain and look what it does to the UK and look what it does to our standing from a negotiation point of view with the EU. I mean, they've just flat out rejected our customs uh, proposal whilst at the same time signing a trade deal with America after they've just signed a trade deal with Japan. And we want our economy to do better because we think we've got the strength to do these unilateral, uh, these bilateral deals with countries because we won't be part of a, of a union of which we were the most powerful member doing trade deals with these economies. And I'm calling for isolation on America with the trade war. Until the trade war is completely over, I'm calling for an isolation of America on that. Do business around them. It won't take long for the effects to be visible to anybody that's looking and will be subsequently called off because remember George Bush did this uh, when he was in office, uh, W. Bush did this in, uh, when he was in office, I believe it was, with the steel. Um, and I think it lasted a couple of months. Like, you can't sustain it. These bilateral trade deals are just too honk They're too wonky. It's a global, global world. How much of a redundant statement is that? It's a global world. Of course it's a fucking global world, but you have to be cohesive as a global community and that includes with trade well, probably more importantly than anything so it just makes me really really kind of cringe at anything that Theresa May or this government says because they're just not doing anything they're not doing anything and we're sitting here in fucking limbo whilst other people are taking action of which we could have simply been a part of if I'm not going to say but I'm going to say if we didn't fucking leave or vote to leave which was done by a specific demographic a couple of specific demographics of the population I might say we wouldn't be in this fucking mess in the first place Oh, transition. What, when when I'm fucking 65, I might see something, maybe, out of this? What do you think? We're going to leave Brexit, sign all these fucking trade deals, and everything's going to be hunky-dory? It's the plan written by a three-year-old on the back of a fucking coloring book. It's laughable. It's laughable almost to the point where it's like kind of completely different thing. But people who say, oh, you know what? You shouldn't, you shouldn't, I heard this yesterday. You shouldn't offend Trump supporters. You shouldn't assume all Trump supporters are racist or ignorant or whatever. Islamophobic, whatever, right? The redneck type of profile you get of like a Trump supporter if you ask the average person. 
who they think voted for Trump. Can you describe them? They'd probably describe that. Or they'd probably describe old white men. And I'm sure mixed into that group were the disenfranchised, people who were sick of their bank account not being as buoyant as they would like or as they were promised or what have you. That was at the beginning of this. That, that was passable as an excuse, in my opinion, at the beginning of this, when he just got elected, before he started having the impact that he's having now. You could claim, and I was very much of that, don't, don't paint them with a broad brush. There's nuance here. There's intricacies here. There's reason here. There, there's, there's variability in terms of why you might have voted Trump instead of Hillary, including you might just have hated Hillary Clinton. You might have just seen her for what she was, which was an absolute corrupt politician who was a fucking liar, a career establishment type of person. And you may have just been sick of that. So they could have thrown, you know, a donkey with sunglasses on and you would have voted for that rather than Hillary Clinton. I get it. I totally get it. And I feel the same way. You know, she completely fucked Bernie Sanders, no doubt about it. She's a, you know, effectively a career criminal. If you look back at some of the things that have been alleged and investigated about her and Bill. Um, so, you know, in terms of what Trump says in that fashion, I'm not really calling him a liar on it. I'm calling him a fucking liar on everything else. I'm calling him as a, a, a walking disaster in terms of every single other thing that he does. Because there's nothing positive towards and there's nothing positive in terms of the output from him. In any shape or form, the output is bad. And that's just looking at it factually. And people might say, oh, well, you know, the stock market's up. The stock market is not an indication of a strong economy. It's just simply not. So I don't accept that. Oh, well, the tax breaks. Well, the tax breaks are fucking temporary for like 90% of the people they apply to. The only one that get permanent benefit from the tax cuts are corporations. And that has nothing to do with trickle down economics that's gonna get to the average person. It just doesn't. So that's the two positives that people would kind of lean towards. With all the other negative shit, if you're still ignorant enough to support this person, as a viable candidate to be running the country and being be in the most powerful position effectively in the world, then you're a fucking asshole. And I think you deserve the ridicule that's coming to you. Because I've had many, many arguments presented or that I've looked at in terms of why you should support him or why you should give him a chance or continue to give him a chance or recognize that actually he is doing a good job. None of them stand up. None of them stand up. And that goes without taking into account all the Cohen tape shit that we're hearing now. The fact that Sarah Sanders can barely make eye contact with reporters because she's so compromised. You know, you've got Stormy Daniels who's just been arrested. I mean, that's, it, was, it turns out it's a setup. They're setting her up to discredit her. They're doing all this shit on the week that, you know, Manafort's trial was supposed to be. That's now been postponed. 
But then they release some bullshit footage to the media, or Pyongyang does, of them, like, shipping American bodies back from the Korean War and fucking them dismantling a nuclear operational... Like, I'm telling you, like, it's just all garbage. It's all garbage. I've already explained denuclearization to you guys in terms of the, the North Korean aspect of what that means. It just all feels a bit wag the dog to me. And it just all feels like an attempt to say, oh, look, squirrel. That's what it feels like to me. You know, he'll go on there and he'll threaten Iran and do all, like, what happened there? That was just a bad moment because pressure was getting a bit much for you. You had to lash out at somebody. These things have consequences, man. So if you still support him, then I think the time is up because you have to present an argument for why you feel a certain way in order to have that opinion be taken credibly. I can't just say something and not have evidence to back it up because that's just talking shit. And that's currently what this guy does. And if you are good with that, then I've got a problem with that. But I'm all willing for this guy to turn things around, become an amazing leader, an amazing role model, and a great, just a great leader. It's a great figurehead. And if he does that, I'll say, listen, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I didn't see the long play. Congratulations. I don't want this guy to fail. I don't want the fucking power of the global community, fucking trade, everything else, like name it, moving over to the east. I don't want that. So I want this guy to do good, but every time, like he just doesn't seem capable of it. Nothing indicates that there's something out, there's something within him that's going to be like, light bulb. Now I'm going to actually do what I should be doing. But I could sit here for an hour just talking about the shit that he's done that is going to have consequences for a long time coming. And just to give you one One would be the fact that he's eased regulations on um, America's public lands. Huge swaths of land, mountainous ranges of land, forests, beautiful lush forests that people can go and enjoy. You know, like Yosemite. Like his easing of these things and the possible destruction of those things those places catastrophic the lack of protection for native reservations and being able to build pipelines through them disgusting that he's eased environmental regulations on these particular issues just one and if you want another one before you move on how about the fact that 1800 kids have been reunited with their families which is used as a positive but the underlying issue here is that there's over 200 kids or 200 families that are still separated 
and to exacerbate the panic and the chaos around that, a lot of those people have been deported, which means their children are still in America, either in a detention center or with a foster family. And they will have no way of being able to verify where that child is and communicate with that child because they're in Mexico and not allowed back into America. So do you want some more reasons why if you still support this man and anything that he's doing currently or things that he's already proposed to do, if you're still with him, we can't be friends. I can't talk to you. Like I'll talk to you because I want to hear why. But if you can't come, if you just give me the same old fucking reasons that I hear from everybody, Fox News on down the chain to people who actually are dumb enough to support this guy. Like, I want to hear what you've got to say. Change my mind, please. Just remember, in the back of my mind, I'm hoping that everything changes and that this is just a glitch. But every time something new happens that is just nothing but detrimental, I gotta say, like, fuck you guys that stay with this guy. And if you put him in power for another four years, fuck you even harder. You can change all that in the midterms and you need to. Coming on Twitter like this North Korean thing is like some major win. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And that goes back to the fucking Theresa May thing with this Brexit negotiations. We got to pony up and saddle up with this guy? Who we can't even rely on? Who's making threats while he's in the country, basically? Saying something needs to be done or we're not going to be able to do a trade deal and then we'll come out because he's on camera and say, I didn't say that. We're good. Just make sure whatever you do, we can still trade together. And he said, well, fuck that. I'm going to do one with the EU anyways. The EU being the pussy hole that it is. Signs up. I don't know the details of it. I haven't looked at it yet. But it's like the UK thinks it's this massive fucking powerhouse. This is not the 1950s, 40s, whatever. Do you know that 4% of British homes have like full fiber high-speed internet? 4%. Do you know what it is in Japan? No, not Japan, Spain. Do you know what it is in Spain? 4% of UK households have full fiber, high-speed internet. 4%. Spain, 71%. Fucking powerhouse. We don't even have, we don't even fucking have good broadband. Talking about, so stupid. <laughs> Anyways, it's too hot to be all mad and shit. <laughs> have you guys heard R. Kelly's, uh, I admit? <laughs> Jesus. 19 minutes are. You, okay, so, as a youngster, and even now, I gravitate towards 
I don't listen to new hip hop, but I like old rap, like '90s rap, um, '90s R and B. Like I, I used, I grew up on that. That's what I love. R. Kelly was it, right? Back in the day, Twelve Play the double album R, which is amazing. But once you get of a certain age, you realize that this guy's a creep. You know, obviously there's a there's the pissing tape that's out there, but I mean, it started for me a while ago. But then when he had problems with Jay Z when they went on tour, that was a fucking issue. He just seems like a weird dude. And then there was rumors of him like like having like a like a sex cult at his house, some shit like that. You know, and he apparently met, did he marry Aaliyah when she was like 15 or 14 or something like that? Like, he's a proper fucking creep. And I, I've probably made this argument in the reverse for other, arts, for other artists. Like, does their body of work, can you respect a person's body of work without respecting the individual, Right? Roman Polanski, can you leave the pedophilia, the sodomy away from his films? And Woody Allen, same thing, right? Kevin Spacey, more recently, can you separate this? And I think for different reasons, probably, but in terms of like R. Kelly, I just think he's a fucking dirtbag. I think he's a creep. I think... I mean, even if I go back and listen to his older music, I can't do it anymore. That shit is, it's for the most part, junk. Just fucking junk. Um, but this new stuff, I mean, Trapped in the Closet was hilarious, right? Because it was like 13 parts and it was, you know, it for the comedy factor with like, you know, and the video, I remember the video back in the day, wasn't there a midget in there or something? Um, little person, whatever. Um, but this shit is just retarded. Like, it's garbage for one. It's too long. Maybe that should be the first one. It's too long and it's fucking garbage. So even if it was three minutes, it'd be too long. And he just seems like a terrible person. Terrible person all around. So there's no separating this guy because he's a sexual predator as well, right? And like we got video evidence of him basically doing this. I don't know. I don't know if it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you have to lump all scumbags in together, but in varying degrees of severity, right? Like this guy raped a little girl. Like was pissing all over an underage girl. I don't know all the details of this trial, by the way. I'm totally talking shit here. But it's just fucked up because R. Kelly's a freak, but he's a creep and he's a weirdo and he's also shit. <laughs> like, I used to kind of like hold up his music as being like, you know, king of R&B. Fuck the king of anything. King of fucking pop. King of fucking, you know, fuck all that shit. King of New York. Real Frank White. Fuck you guys. Right? Just singing songs and shit and pretending to be things that you're not really. If you're an actor, fucking R. Kelly, king of R&B, king of pissing on teenagers, fucking weirdo.
But this 19 minutes, I admit bullshit, that can, that can get flushed down the fucking toilet right now because it's just garbage. Listen to three minutes of it if you can even bear that much. I think it's on Spotify. Go on there and, uh, and have a listen. Uh, it's, it's fucking terrible. It is terrible. Um, but I don't think... Like, I can understand the point of view of separating the artist's work, the body of work, from the actual person and what they do in their personal life. And if that personal life is just full of dirt and destruction and horrible shit, but the body of work, like, can you like, yeah, I guess you can, I guess you can. But for me, if I listen to the stuff that I used to like and give R. Kelly credit for, I listen back now and I think it's shit. And it just reinforces the fact that maybe if I had a little bit more of a discerning palette back then, maybe that would have tasted gross to me as well. But I liked R&B. I like R&B. I like R&B. I like the vibe of R&B. But this scumbag, and if I listen back to most of his shit, I mean, there's a couple good songs in there, you know, whatever. But for the most part, he's a fucking dirtbag and his music sucks. So fuck that guy. And fuck 19 minutes of any song. And fuck just saying you admit a bunch of shit. Like, like, said something about Steve Harvey or something. Like, no, fuck off. Fuck off. Anyways, I don't know. It's just, yeah, fucking over it. Um, what else? Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I do my news roundup of the day, right? And, I try to make as much of the content I absorb from good news sources. I saw this one, and it was about this couple. Um, they've got twins, and they're raising their twins as what do you call it? Non-binary. It's not his and her. It's they and them. That's it. That's how they're being raised. And they're not babies. They're called babies. Babies. I'm not fucking kidding. Raising their babies as babies. As them and they. No identity for either one of them. How do you think that's going to turn out? This is to shield them from gender stereotypes. Just let your fucking kids be kids, you psychos. You fucking psychos. Given non-gender specific identities. If you're a fucking boy, you're a boy. If you're a girl, you're a girl. That's it. And if you want to switch, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. But you're one or the other. You're no fucking tree fairy. You're no worm. Right? You're not a zur. You're not a zur. What the fuck is a zur? Get the fuck out of here with that. If you're 18 plus, do what the fuck you like. Leave the kids be. Let them make their own decisions. And guess what? If they tell you they want to do something when they're three, 
they don't know shit. And you, as a parent, should fucking know better. So these two idiots, they and them, to protect them from gender stereotypes. Gender stereotypes. Get the fuck out of here. These people don't live in the real world, man. Gender stereotypes. Yeah, there are gender stereotypes, but don't put them on a three-year-old. Like, fuck out of here. Anyways, yeah, that was brought to you by this uh, this week in absurd fucking news. Mark Zuckerberg is uh, $15 billion poorer today. Apparently, Facebook's uh, shares plummeted or fell significantly yesterday or the day before. Meanwhile, Amazon, always got to talk about the big boys, Amazon, in three months, made $2.5 billion. And there's a report that some government officials are worried about how strong Amazon has become, how dominant Amazon has become, or is becoming, is becoming. That was the beautiful bit about it, becoming. Like I just said, it's already become. They're fucking huge. What are you talking about? They made Microsoft break up for less. What was it, in the 90s? And they fucked with them. Becoming. Yeah. yeah. Watch out, guys. You might Watch out, guys. You might hear about a company in the coming years called Amazon. Yeah, they fucking sell everything. Becoming strong. Should have done this five years ago. Idiots. Fucking lawmakers. But yeah, Zuckerberg. Tighten the belt up. He'll probably be gone soon. His uh, shareholders won't put up with losses for very long before they demand something else. Um, so yeah, see how that plays out. I gotta be honest with you guys. It is hotter than a bitch in my house right now. And... Uh, and I, I think that I'm going to wrap it up, not because there isn't a ton of other shit to talk about, but because it's hot as a fucking bitch in my house and I want to go outside. Um, so shortest episode ever, I think maybe, but it was, it was always superfluous, right? It was always extra. It was always coming in addition to, I mean, I knocked out two hours on Wednesday or whatever it was. So, um, so I think we'll pack it in, call it a day and um, say hello to the weekend, right? Say hello to my little weekend. Get outside where you can, but be safe. Enjoy the sunshine, right? I know it's hot as fuck outside, and I know it's probably even hotter in your house, but if you manage it with some of the things that I was telling you about on the last episode, like freezing hand towels after they've been soaked with water and wrung out, right? Wring it out real nice so it's not dripping all over the fucking place. Stick it in the freezer. Bring that bitch out in an hour and see what it does for your body temperature. It's a beautiful little thing. Um, if you got a little paddling pool, fill it up. Get out there. Have a dip. Cool your core temperature down, right? Don't do anything extra. Don't run around unnecessarily. Don't do any of that shit. Just enjoy the heat. That's it. Just enjoy the heat in moderation. But always have a cool place that you can go. Even if that includes or involves filling your bathtub up with cold water and dipping in and dipping out. I'm telling you, making sure your ice trays are always full, guys. Super important, because people are dying from this heat, by the way. 
right? People are having a very, very hard time with this heat. And do not, under any circumstances, take your dogs out for long walks. They don't need it. They can wait until this subsides. Just give them a chew toy, or better yet, fill a Kong up with um, like Greek yogurt. Freeze that and then give it to your dogs. They'll love it. They'll forget all about going outside and having a walk. And trust me, they don't fucking want to anyway. So if you've got animals, take care of them too. They deserve and they can't tell you when they're uncomfortable, when they're sweating, when they're dehydrated. Always have fresh water for them ready. Always throw a couple ice cubes in that water. Cool them down a little bit. If your dog is a bigger dog and it likes um, ice cubes, feed them ice cubes straight. You know, not too many. But put those ice cubes in their bowls of water and look after your animals, man, because they can't express themselves the way we can. They can't bitch and moan the way we can. So you got to proactively prepare and look after your animals. And if they're cats, make sure they got a, um, a fan on them. Make sure they also have water to drink. Um, you know, just be sensible with it, guys. Just be sensible with it. But enjoy it. Um, and that's what I intend to do now. So going to sign off. Episode 47, Quiet Part Loud. I'm your host, Daryl. You can get us now. Oh, I didn't even, I don't even think I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Um, you can now get us on Stitcher as well. So we've uh, we've had the feed approved on Stitcher, which is great. Um, so now it's iTunes, probably first and foremost for most of you guys out there. Um, that's what we're seeing on the stats. Uh, and then SoundCloud. And now, like I said, we got Stitcher. And we've also got, we have had TuneIn as well. So those are the four current places you can get uh, new episodes, subscribe to the show, rate the show, thumbs up it, you know, all that good stuff. Um, you can do that there. And then you can follow us on Facebook um, and follow us on Twitter if you fancy doing that too. And all you have to do is search uh, Quiet Part Loud and you'll find us. We'll pop up. And more and more, we're, we're getting more and more involved in those on a, on a, on a level that's not just posting links to the show, because that's all we've used it for uh, at this point in time. It's just a distribution method. It's a way of growing a community, um, but we haven't really kind of posted our thoughts, you know, images, different articles that we might be speaking about, or that you know, in the case of things I've done recently, you know, support things that we were saying ages ago that are now coming to fruition. So all of that stuff, and we want you guys to interact with us on that as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's the house cleaning. The house cleaning, put it at the end of the show. Um, so get at us. Want to hear from you. But most importantly, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be coming back next week, most definitely. Probably Wednesday, um, Thursday, we'll probably do a UFC recap of the show that happened th- that happens this weekend. And then we'll probably be previewing the next event as well. But I got to check schedules on that, so we'll find out. But uh, that's it. We're going we're gonna to leave it there. So thanks again for listening. And... Until next time, all the best, guys.